Hi, I'm Ayala Chipley, and you're listening to Get Out of Bed, Out of Your Head. I've spent the last 12 years of my life struggling with anxiety and depression. I see a therapist, read books, talk to people. I do all the things someone's supposed to do. But in between those therapy sessions, I used to feel so alone and so anxious that I didn't even know how to begin to help myself. I figured out some of the key things to getting a grip on my everyday anxiety and depression, but I'm still on a journey because anxiety is never just done and over with. How do I do it? How do I feel like I'm not alone in this anymore? This podcast will talk about the secrets that top experts in the mental health field use to get through everyday life without anxiety, allowing you to have more purpose. So I want to talk to you guys today about how to know if a friend of yours or a loved one, boyfriend, girlfriend, anyone that you really are close with is depressed. So because as hard as it is on the person that is depressed, it can be just as hard, if not harder, on the people that you, that love you because they can't recognize it and they don't really know. So I spoke about the time that my roommate had to call my mom and bring her down and that she's the one that helped me through everything. But I want to explain what actually happened. So my best friend, Nicole, she saw these changes in me. She knew me as this like outgoing, always wanted to meet people, go to the parties, go to whatever. Like I was always down to do something fun. And all of a sudden I started to change. And like I didn't want to go to dinners. I didn't want to go to parties. I didn't want to talk to her. I didn't want to hang out with her or anyone. I just like became an introvert pretty much. And I spoke about what happens when I'm actually in the depressive period is I sat in my room all day in my bed, not watching TV, not doing anything. Like she would come in. She would wake up at 8 a.m. We shared a room and she would go to her 8 a.m. class and she would come home and I had a 1030 class and she would be like, okay, maybe Ayala will get up now. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't get up from my 1030 class. And that was so unlike me. Like, I was so, like, concerned with classes and grades and everything. And I started to not care. And so I wouldn't go to class. And she started to notice all these different shifts in my personality, in my habits, in everything. And that's how she knew that something was off and kind of figured out that I was depressed but had never seen me through it before. So that's why she called my mom to help me because she didn't know. She, I wish I had told her all of the symptoms and the signs before because she really just didn't know and that was so hard for her. And it's confusing because it's like a personality shift for a lot of people. One day you can be fine and the next you wake up and you're not. You do this mental check and you're like, I'm just not there emotionally anymore. So as bad as it is for you as the person who's depressed, imagine what it's like for the per- for the person or people that love you. They don't get it they, because they don't know these shifts that can happen. So today I want to help you figure out if your friend or person you love is actually depressed because it can be so different for each person. So I want to talk a little bit about your brain and explain why it's it's something that really happens within your brain. You have the thinking part of your brain, which is the neocortex. And this is the part of the brain where we establish thinking patterns that our body responds to, regardless of whether these thought patterns are valid or not, which I think is the most important part to notice. 
our body responds to these thought patterns whether the thoughts are valid or not. So these depressive thoughts, though they might not be, it doesn't matter. Our body responds to it because there's a shift in our brain. The limbic part of the brain is the emotional part of the brain. It controls emotions and our overall sense of being. So when the limbic part of the brain is compromised, our overall sense of well-being is compromised too. And so our body responds to all of this. So depression often comes from painful experiences in the past that have no connection to the present moment, which is why we just we can't just talk ourselves out of depression because it's happening in our brain. Now, there are interventions that help and have been proven to get out of the state of depression, but I'm not going to go into that today. Today, I just want to talk about how you can know if someone you love is depressed. So look at a change in behavior, such as withdrawal. Were they super outgoing before and now they're not? That was the biggest shift for me is like, I was always out and then all of a sudden I was not anymore. And it started happening slowly and slowly, slowly and slowly. And then one day it was like full blown introvert. Like I will not leave my room. I will not leave my bed. I don't want to speak to anyone. Look at their sleeping habits. Are they oversleeping? A lot of people that are depressed oversleep and like can sleep all day and all night. And my best friend Nicole would say this about me. She goes, she's because we talk about this now and look back on it. She's like, Ayala, you would literally be like face down in bed, dead asleep, like not even try to, not even pretending to be asleep, like fully asleep. Some people don't sleep at all though when they're depressed and that's another thing. So there's two sides to that. So look at their sleeping habits. Eating habits are another thing that happens. I became not hungry at all no food intake like I had no interest in eating nothing and what's funny is I'm such a foodie and like I'm obsessed with going to restaurants and trying new things but I did not care about eating but some like another flip side to that is people when they're depressed often overeat so there's two sides to that so notice their eating habits overeating not eating at all if there's that shift mood is another one. Persistent negativity is a huge sign of depression. If the person used to be upbeat and now constant negative thoughts, negative feelings, like responding to you very negatively, that's a sign that they are depressed. And it's not something you can you should take personally as the loved one because it's what's going on in the depressive cycle. Change in activities such as interests, like my interests in being, well, I talked about like going out and being with my friends, but being interested in school and doing well, like I really was interested in doing well and then all of a sudden I didn't care anymore. I did not care. And then people can care about different things when they're depressed. That's part of it. Look at their change in activities and their interests. Another one is appearance and caring about their appearance. People who are usually so put together start not caring about what they look like anymore. And if you notice your friend or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whoever this is, this person is that you're concerned about, if they totally stop caring about what they look like, that is another huge sign. 
and then ask them about worthlessness. If they feel worthlessness, that is a super common experience within a depressive cycle. People feel really worthless when they are depressed. Like there is no point in their existence. And this doesn't mean that they want to not live anymore or they want to hurt themselves, but they don't feel as if they are worthy or can give anything to the world. It's more of a what's the point. So ask them about it. It's another way to know if they are depressed. So I just wanted to go into all of these just so that you can have an idea of if the person you love is depressed because it can be so hard on you as the person that loves the person that is depressed because you take it personally and you don't want them to feel that way. So the first step is really understanding if they are and looking at those symptoms and signs and experiences that they're going through. So all the ones that I just mentioned are key things to notice so you're aware if they're depressed or not. So I hope that helps in figuring things out for for yourself or for someone you love because it's part of the beginning of helping someone or helping yourself if you can. Thank you for listening in and joining me on this journey to help uncover tips to help the everyday and in-between anxiety moments and struggles that can feel so overwhelming. This affects so many people, so think about someone who can benefit from this journey as well to help them live a less anxious life and tell them to listen in and join us together. I love helping people who are struggling with anxiety and want to change. The change to be able to understand your anxiety and have tangible tools at your fingertips to not be controlled by your anxiety every day. So go on to anxietyhackertoolbox.com to receive the first chapter of the Anxiety Hacker Toolbox that will give you the ways to understand your anxiety, control your panic attacks, and live in the present right now for free.